honestly this this kind of feels like uh you know when when we were in the military and you'd, you'd, you'd move around you know you get to a new place and you're mm-hmm. you know as a kid you're worried about the you know fitting in and learning all the new places and you know but there was always a feeling you got at the end when your room would be empty you know you're you're in the vehicle and you're ready to drive mm-hmm. to the next place and honestly i kind of got that that feeling again um as we as we started to wrap up the season and mm-hmm. and got through our, our last recordings you know and uh and, i mean first off joe thank you for being a part of this journey uh because you and i have sat down together now for um <laughs> Almost a decade <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Roughly one third of our lives. <laughs> well, and not to mention that, but think think of uh, so 80 episodes r- mm-hmm. roughly, right? Not all of them are an hour long, but you know. A good chunk of them. Over many, half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> many of them were and uh, there's and there's pre and post uh, conversations. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there, I would say we've, we've easily, uh, tripled the amount of time invested in, oh. in doing this. <laughs> oh, definitely. And, um, and again, thank you for doing, um, everything you do for this show. Um, I know when we were, uh, we were invited to switch the envelopes hundredth episode and you couldn't, you couldn't make it. And I was on there and I referred, uh, to you as, the uh the mom of this relationship where i just come in and do the fun dad stuff and edit the work and i I call it a day and i get to like make some witty banter here and there but you're the one doing the planning um you're the one doing the marketing and and helping find guests for for the show and that is a lot of time and dedication that you're putting this on top of everything else that you're doing in your life so again like just being able one being able to hang out with you as much as I do because of the podcast is phenomenal. Um, I I don't think we've talked about it in the show very much, but one of the things that we did a lot uh, back in the uh, the Ghostbusting era that we had in our lives is that us and some of our fellow Ghostbusters would, you know, like I felt like every day we would go on Google Hangout back when it was called Google Hangout, and we would just sit around for a few hours talking to each other, playing Cards Against Humanity. And when we left that group and that went away and we were hanging out still quite a bit in person because you weren't married yet. You didn't have kids. I am. I was perpetually single. Um, so we, we, it's, a yeah, yeah. it's there and we were able to hang out a lot. And now our lives have both changed um, and driving from where I live to where you live isn't as like, it's not feasible to do it as frequently as we used to. And being able to have this show with you is a way that we still get to do, you know, the things we love doing every week. And, and so and I'm <laughs> incredibly thankful we have this. I, I will say I'm very thankful for it as well, because uh, calling back to this era that you mentioned mm-hmm. that, that kind of you know, spurned this whole idea, <laughs> it was you and I talking about, you know, different properties and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if, if there was ever like 20 or 30 mm-hmm. minutes in, in a car ride, there would be a phone getting dialed. And, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's allowed us to continue that, but, but also experience, um, 
some once in a lifetime things, you know, at the same time. And, you know, the, the guests are a big part of that, obviously. Like it's, you never, mm-hmm. who, who, you and I have said this multiple times. We never would have thought that we'd, we'd have a chance to sit down with, with people who no. you know, we've played their games. We've, we've read their yeah. comics. We've watched you know, their movies. We've watched them. <laughs> and we got to have them on the show. We got to talk to them and ask like some of the, I don't know, not, not like burning Frank Costanza talking to Steinbrenner for the first time type questions. Uh, <laughs> we're not mad that he got, that someone got rid of Daryl Strawberry, but uh, God, yeah, it was just, and at times t- trying to talk to them. And I, I found myself like having to really think about what I say. So I don't sound like an idiot. And, Many times I still sounded like an idiot. Uh... <laughs> but hey, you got to remember, Joe. Th- this isn't this isn't a job. If, as, as much as some aspects of it can feel like a job, it, it, this isn't our our career, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And and hell, the nervousness has hit all of us in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we never really know what episode is going to happen. But like, you you know about this, and folks. You, <laughs> You, you won't know this story, the, the, the folks listening or the audience, as our friend Lou Temple would call it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I almost had, well, I, I did have a nervous breakdown the week that we interviewed um, Josh Sawyer. And mm-hmm. I told, I told Joe and, and Chelsea at the time that uh, I used to play video games and I would see these people's names in the credits and I would remember them. Mm-hmm. And so you have someone who has molded experiences that you've enjoyed for over 20 years. Yeah. And that, and for me, that was something I took very seriously and I um, still had a great time. It was still, mm-hmm. it, that was like the fastest hour and a half, two hours of my life that holy shit was that. It did. It, it was for Wisconsinites just talking about stuff <laughs> and it was great, but yeah, like I remember the uh, the the texts I was getting from you, and I think eventually you actually called me about it. Which, uh, in our our age and the way uh, uh, we millennials communicate, phone calls are not frequent things. Uh, we pretty much do texting when we're not uh, recording or actually in person with each other. So it was at that moment I realized you were legitimately incredibly nervous because <laughs> sometimes like over text something's lost in translation and. Like I could like yeah like Mark's excited, but maybe he's playing up that like he's a like he's like you know he can't handle what's going on right now. But no, like you could not handle that we were going to be able to sit down and talk with Josh Sawyer for an extended period of time. Oh, it it was truly like the '60s and the girls in the front row of the Beatles. You know they're they're just losing their goddamn minds and um combined with like work stress stuff going on with my, my actual job during that week it just all it all came to the to the forefront and it just became this this beast and mm-hmm. uh i gotta give a hats off uh because this episode is also kind of thanking our, our guests but also thanking yeah. uh uh you know our my friend chris who helped introduce us to josh because mm-hmm. um you know him and i he's he's been listening to the show since day one and he uh, messaged me once. And he said, "Hey, I just wrapped up this episode, and I, I think it was it, it was either RPGs mm-hmm. Part One or maybe the 
the side stitch before that. Yeah. Um, and he goes, uh, Hey, I, I was listening to this, you know, I know Josh Sawyer and I went obsidian entertainment, Josh Sawyer, mm -hmm. fall at new Vegas, but Josh Sawyer, that, that the guy who nearly died in the desert doing research, <laughs> Josh Sawyer. <laughs> he, as soon as he told me that, I was like, he goes, so Chris says, uh, you know, he's probably going to be 50, 50. And I go, mm -hmm. you know, based on, on Josh and, and his personality and what I know about him, I go, um, I go, that's fine. Yep. I would, I'll take 50, 50 mm -hmm. any day of the week. And you know, normally, I mean, you're a never tell me the odds sort of guy anyway. So it's like, <laughs> Hey, you just, you just ask. <laughs> Oh man, when he told me that Josh was in, it was like a Christmas present, man. That was <laughs> that was that was unbelievable. And mm -hmm. and you know, it, it wasn't just all about guests during during season one, but you know, I, I want to give a um an incredibly like huge thank you to Dean Bahar. Mm -hmm. And we've we've referenced him a lot on this show. Um and he he was an absolutely wonderful guest and uh once again it was someone who is intimately you know acquainted with stuff that you and i have watched and appreciated yeah. and, <laughs> and are big fans <laughs> of and mm -hmm. um and uh and we had a chance to do a discovery call with him before the actual conversation mm -hmm. um and i mean joe you remember that call we were i do yeah, it was we were hanging out uh in in your car and we we wanted to have some some privacy. Um <laughs> so we, we had to get away for a bit. We gave him a call and just he was on his way to uh San Diego Toy the San Diego Toy Convention. Uh, uh was that weekend. Uh, it, I thought it was um Pasadena, wasn't it? Pasadena, that's what it was, yeah, yeah. Pasadena. Um yeah. the Pasadena Toy Convention. And we were geeking out about that over just yeah. uh how he views like toys as like art through the years and you yeah. can see how the craftsmanship that goes into them and how that just keeps getting better and better and better and more intricate and the appreciation he that we share for that was just again like such a fun side of him that i didn't know existed because you know you how often do you get the opportunity to talk to people that you've been watching in movies like that yeah. uh that's yeah. not at a like grand, like I've been to conventions where I've met um, met other people. Like I remember uh, my first like sub the experience was meeting William Shatner at a Wizard World, and he, as you know, he's getting up in age, uh, and this yeah. was even like uh, what almost ten, ten years. years ago now, and so he's 80. still like yeah, he's eighty like, then yeah yeah he was eighty still doing conventions. So you know, freaking William Shatner is just awesome, and. I was in line to talk to him for probably like 40 minutes before I, yeah. I got to him. And I was the last one because I went to the long ride. I went to the wrong line uh, at first. And so I was in that line for like a while before I admitted, you know, I'm an idiot. I'm in the wrong spot and went to where he's supposed to go. Um, and so by the time I got to him, uh, basically he had the energy to say, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and who can blame him? Man's in his eighties. He's traveling everywhere doing this. He's he's talking to me with fans. And so being able to have someone that's normally you think the accessibility is going to be at like conventions like this and yeah. being able to have their attention for almost two hours was it, it just felt unheard of. 
Well, it's, I think what this whole process did for me was, uh, it actually made me feel bad about some of the misconceptions that I had about certain celebrities. And that's not because I, you know, hated celebrities or anything, but some of my interactions were like ones you mentioned, you know, I, I was looking forward to uh, meeting Dan Aykroyd my entire life. And by the time I was actually able to meet him, this guy had been traveling on a tour bus halfway across the country to chill out in the liquor store in Chicago. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, he puts on his, his, uh, his Aykroyd veneer for the, the conversation that, you know, when he welcomes everybody to the event. Right. Mm-hmm. But the exchange was the same. I got to talk to him for maybe two minutes. I got to tell him, thank you for, yeah. you know, for being a, a big part of my early life. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, he's he's there for business you know yeah um but the the conversations we've got to have with with people on this show mm-hmm. um i i think and, and this is a kind of a narrative choice that you and i came to was that we did not want to just go you know uh, uh movie to movie show mm-hmm. to show mm-hmm. you know because most of the time and, and you've heard guest after guest after guest say this I didn't think anyone cared about the stuff you're asking about. Yeah. And I'm like, which, but it's you. Like, we're asking about the stuff that is like, what makes you, you? That's the big thing. Like, yeah, yeah we get you on screen. We get you, um, maybe even just like you promoting your work. And that's what it seems to be like, like, like that's the now. Um, and that's what people seem to care about. But it's like, well, we, yeah, we care about that. We, we, we want to, obviously, because we like you and your work. But like we want to do more than just that. We want to figure out more about you and how you got into what you're doing, what makes you tick. Um, what are your opinions on water chestnuts? We need to know these things. <laughs> oh man, the water chestnuts <laughs> joke. It, I'm, yeah. I'm happy that it came up again uh, <laughs> on the Stephanie episode. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, Stephanie totally bought in, and mm-hmm. and I love it how she did the uh, the the standard. Uh, is it like com- a comedian comedy. yeah they brings yeah. it back at the end yeah mm-hmm. yeah you reference the joke and, mm-hmm. and, um but for folks that may be surprised by that that episode with the the commentary on chestnuts water chestnuts like when we were we, we used to write out every episode in a way that allowed us to to know kind of what the flow of it was mm-hmm. it wasn't scripted and it wasn't you have to say this thing but we outlined it all oh yeah and God, we did that for what almost thirty-five episodes. Easily, easily the first thirty-five. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, and and whenever we would have other podcasts join us, or if Mm -hmm. we had uh, you know guests join us, we'd always slip in thoughts on water chestnuts in the show notes. (laughs) It it would be Mm -hmm. like towards like it'd be like introductions, and then uh, you know, um, like our our brief, Mm -hmm. like it would say like you know, Mark doesn't like to go through tollways or something mm-hmm. stupid, stupid things like that. And then it would say thoughts on water chestnuts. water chestnuts. And so many people would just gloss over it. Like some people are just like, wait a second, this is, we're talking about firefly. What are we doing with water chestnuts here? <laughs> <laughs> was that a part of it? Was that a reference I've just missed? What's going on? <laughs> and sometimes it'd be brought up when we were like, just doing like little pre-show banter stuff. And sometimes it's completely like, no one's like, nope, they'll bring it up if they want to bring it up. And they, they never seem to, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was fun that Stephanie actually talked about like, so what's the deal with water chestnuts? 
<laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, yes. Oh, yes, finally. Been been waiting for this for mm -hmm. months. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and speaking of Firefly, man, it, it, it's hard to believe how long ago that was. Wasn't it, though? Like, holy crap. Like, we that was, what, probably our, what, fourth weekend to podcasting? I Maybe think... fifth? I think Firefly because we because we started off like a lot of shows do we, we, we put out mm -hmm. we put out five episodes yep you know right away yep and Big uh, bang boom I actually uh, I'd actually really like to talk about that for a moment but I'm, I'm trying to think <laughs> here I think Firefly was Firefly week was like uh, two months I think yeah okay two two months into doing mm -hmm. this um and and for us it was the most ambitious thing we'd done with the show to that point because to date to that date yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah we, we'd never worked with another show mm -hmm. uh, let alone so three other shows yeah 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 uh and it wasn't like we went with the first people that responded either no like like mm -hmm. uh, like like it was probably i think i reached out to like a dozen shows mm -hmm. um and when people were responding i had a thought in mind with what show they would be a part of right um and then that's what kind of led us to meeting uh measuring the score mm -hmm. you know with chris and leslie a lot Which, and, uh, can't wait to do can't, i mean can't wait to work with a lot of the people we've worked with again but fuck, do i like working with chris and leslie a lot holy oh, crap those two were fun it just makes you wish we lived closer to them you know we're we're on opposite ends of the yeah. Midwest. I mean, know. yeah, for two reasons: one, Chris and Leslie lot; two, warmth. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> we've entered the season in Wisconsin where the air just hurts your face. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, and, and that's the thing. Like it, mm -hmm. it was it was incredible to meet meet them because they were actually the first show that we recorded for that series. Mm -hmm. So, for that Firefly week, we did three full episodes, and we had never done three episodes in a week let alone two because we did our shorts and then we did the main episode yep so yeah chris and leslie first uh then we hooked up with uh jesse and ricky d of uh mm -hmm. twist my arm and, yep. and the sudden but inevitable for the tv mm -hmm. show um and it was it was really fun to just connect with people who yeah. are mm -hmm. as big of fans of something as we were mm -hmm. you know um and and that kind of is to your point about how like you know Dean Bahar could be a career nerd like us. Well, yeah, you know you're going to find other people that have enjoyed the same, mm -hmm. the same stuff. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh, mm -hmm. and then and then uh, and then Sean of Cheap Seat Reviews is like a lightning rod because Serenity is like one of his favorite movies, and mm -hmm. and I just happened to search through Twitter and I found a few shows, and there was a Twitter post where somebody specifically says. Or actually, I think it was Sean himself on a post that said, Serenity is my favorite movie. I would love to talk about it with other people. Yep. Like, ah, and, aha. And, yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? Of the course. universe has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> and been friends with Sean ever since, man. The mm -hmm. guy, guy's guy's amazing. I love love getting to work with him now yeah. in, in several episodes. You know, it's mm -hmm. yeah. And you at least got to work with them for several full episodes where I had to hide in my basement due to a tornado um, Very true. in the middle of recording, yeah. uh, which thankfully did not touch my apartment. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Literally acts of God occurring during, during recordings. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I going back to the, the first few episodes, mm -hmm. um, because obviously we started off with Ghostbusters. Yeah. We, we knew that that was, it was going to be uh, probably the most nervous episode we recorded on our own because we, mm -hmm. it, it took us a long time. One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and there's that joke in the beginning where we're like, we're, we're saying like, oh, is the, the red dots blinking? Does that mean it's going? Exactly. And, and, and both of us know what's going on. It's just, oh, yeah. We were so, I was so nervous to see. You know how to start it. Yeah. Yeah, well, just but just 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 the, that that experience when we first mm -hmm. recorded over Zoom was uh, I, I don't I don't think I've felt that way since that first episode. Mm -mm. You know, like you you're sitting there and you're you take the leap finally. Yeah, and I mean there have been different nerves throughout um, because obviously you talked about like you literally had a nervous breakdown before Josh Sawyer came on. Um, yeah. One thing we have batted around again is the number of hosts on the show and who we could have on, uh, whether it be friends or family members. And one thing to always worry about is, you know, we 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 don't worry about like the banter we have with each other because we could play off each other for days. Yeah. But like we, we, have. we have, we we literally have, we've stayed up for days straight. And this man has hit me with German techno when he promised me like soothing ambient noises uh, in hotel rooms we've had to share. And to um, someone it is, it is. I'd, and to us it is, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like there's, there's that nervousness. So like, even like, you know, when you work with other, with other pods, like, yeah, you've listened to their shows before you, you obviously record with them, but like, you know, you never know uh, how you're really going to mesh with each other until you start recording. So there's always that too. And, you know, and then, you know, also on that note, incredibly thankful that Chelsea was able to join us this season for as mm -hmm. much as she did. And it just felt really good having her on because, again, as, as was brought up, Chelsea and I were roommates in college, but like we met before we were roommates. Uh, we knew each other for a year before we moved in with each other. And I remember like the first night I met Chelsea was uh having a party at my apartment and um i meet her for the first time and she instantly like says is that like your fucking copy of wind waker over there because i fucking love wind waker and i'm like this is the best person in this entire fucking room right now um just talking about that and we just we have been incredible friends ever since so being able to have her um on the podcast and have her share her opinions and again same boat where we've left college and we don't have the amount of time we had with each other anymore and being able to hang out with her uh, fairly regularly uh with her on the show was something that i will always be thankful for because i'm just always always thankful for our friendship in the first place let yeah. alone being able to have this on top of that yeah, I mean, she she definitely uh, transformed how the conversations kind of flowed. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, we would have times where, not saying it's like you know dry or anything, but you and I, you, know, you and I, obviously could talk about these properties for mm -hmm. days on end, and we've done that a lot. But yeah, um, but I like to refer to Chelsea as kind of like a combo breaker for the two dudes 
having a podcast thing. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. she, she really would jump in at times and kind of, uh, you know, just completely adjust the the way the flow of the conversation mm -hmm. was going and and it was so refreshing and you know yep. when we when we go back and listen to to episodes for either quality or for show notes or anything mm -hmm. it, there's a lot of people that that listen to their own shows um but when you when you're enjoying listening to a review of your show because mm -hmm. you're trying to you know do production stuff for it and you're like yeah. sitting there and you're laughing and stuff and you're like this is me talking. Why am I laughing at something I experienced? <laughs> mm -hmm. But I, I did. I did a lot with with uh, with hearing the three of us just chat about things and mm -hmm. and uh, you know for for folks that uh, may not know this, you know uh, Chelsea isn't necessarily stepping down. She will have more of a a reduced role, mm -hmm. you know, in in the next season. Um, and it's it's you know it, it, life life happens yep. and, mm -hmm. and so um we don't know how much more we'll we'll be able to feature you know her in episodes but she'll still join us when there's you know yep. good good topics that she's a big mm -hmm. fan of and so, yeah and with a disclaimer to that chelsea is not dying no no i want to throw all. that out there chelsea's <laughs> alive and well <laughs> it's all. it's just as you like it life happens um things get thrown your way chelsea's just getting perpetually busier and busier as the day goes on and she has a lot she just has a lot on her plate right now so it made sense for her to, uh, to step down uh from a regular role to semi appearances and again she will still be attached uh when we return for season two just uh not in the same manner that she was this season yeah mm -hmm. yeah and, and to your point about you know when you work with other shows and you're not quite sure how how things are going to mesh and everything mm -hmm. that was a big part of of bringing her in was that we were like who could we have join us that would work well with what we're doing here? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was incredible to think that um, that was never really a question with no. with Chelsea. Just kind of mm -hmm. here's the runway. This is what you this is what you're mm -hmm. you're landing on. See what you can do with it. And she she did really well with it. Yeah, she just fucking grabbed the sticks and steered the plane. Because <laughs> yeah. Chelsea's a fucking machine and she's awesome. So yeah, mm -hmm. which which actually reminds me of somebody else here. Uh, for a moment to um, talk about someone who joined this show. He was our first guest, Doug Everly. Fucking Doug, man. Holy shit, Doug Everly. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a situation mm -hmm. where, you know, you and I are both part of this Seinfeld suit posting meme group on Facebook. Mm -hmm. 2.0 now. 2.0. Which may go up to 9.0. In reserve, we don't yeah. know. Because <laughs> Facebook keeps giving it the axe. Uh, <laughs> that that was a scenario where, like, you and I were, were trying to formulate like an internet history series, which just never mm -hmm. got off the ground. It just it was hard to talk to other communities that made memes for some reason. Yeah, we don't, we don't know why. Like, we're just making funny pictures. Why not? Why not talk about it? But okay, I digress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, no idea why. Uh, but you know, when we were talking to Doug that first time. You can tell that we were all kind of mm -hmm. mutually having uh, a, a really good time with, yeah, you know, the topic mm -hmm. and the banter, and and after we got off that call, we were just talking to Doug. And we're like, Doug, we we would love to just talk to you about anything, yeah, let alone this. Mm -hmm. you know? And I think I think we talked to Doug for like a good hour after we were done talking. 
Yeah, we did. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. Yeah, because the episode for a, a quote unquote full episode, mm-hmm. I, I think that episode was what maybe like fifty minutes because of the Zoom yep. stuff that we talked about. You know, because mm-hmm. I didn't have a full license and could only record for like forty five minutes. <laughs> um, so, it, like, it was it was a short episode, but yeah, then we we're just talking for literally like ninety minutes after the call. I'm like, holy shit, we need to get this guy yeah. back in. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and yeah, Doug's come back what twice now since his first episode. He's been back twice, and mm-hmm. technically, he's been a part of five total episodes of yeah. of season one. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was just such a such a good surprise. Uh, and I, I mentioned mm-hmm. it in the episode that like <laughs> it's crazy to think that someone who lives halfway across the country has such an adoration for the same things that you do. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I, I will say this as far as the show goes. When we named it a nerd podcast, we knew that it was about being like pop culture nerds. Mm-hmm. But other people we, we found as they saw it, they'd look at it and they go like, these guys are nerds. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, but we're like, we're, like function- we're functional. We we're are. functional nerds. We are functional nerds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I have my Green Ranger helmet on my shelf. I don't wear it to work. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. even, like, think of that, like, like nerds. Um, thinking of, like, early episodes that really set the tone for that. Um, one where I think we really, really hit our stride in like establishing like, a foothold of the show. And I know that because when people would ask you like where to start listening to, you would point in this direction too. Uh, and that was episode three, Robot Sex. Oh, and oh good lord. It is a surprisingly entertaining and not just a odd episode. And I get this from, from listeners and um, one listener in particular, um, who, which by the way, I did, I know, I, I believe I said I am perpetually single. I am currently not single. And yeah. my, uh, my girlfriend listened to this while she was at work. And I think the comment she told me was, I couldn't believe I was listening to something called Robot Sex at Work. But I listened to it because I wanted to hear more of the podcast. And I don't understand why it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know what i hope that explains the whole podcast that you don't understand why it's so good but well let's let's break down that episode for a minute so we started calling those our our quote-unquote globetrotter episodes Mm -hmm. right well like where we look at uh um, an idea or concept or Mm -hmm. and and we go back and we try to find the earliest uh examples of them Mm-hmm. And sometimes so, accounting for inflation. Yeah, yeah, accounting for inflation as our our early jokes <laughs> revolved around. But in that case, it was the first one where like we we went back and we tried to find like the earliest uh, influences, whether it was literary, you know, uh, any kind of media, and and it ended up becoming this 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 bizarre, you know balance of like history and mm-hmm. uh and, and seeing... like history and culture yeah like, all over the place yeah the history culture mm-hmm. and you and i navigating the uncomfortable <laughs> notion of making love to an artificial life form yeah. life form 
and and oddly it ended on a on a wholesome note it did <laughs> and <laughs> again like if you are if you're coming into the game uh here in the uh the eighth inning of things and you're if it's almost over and you haven't listened to some of the earlier stuff one do skip the side stitch about handheld gaming because that oh, is just me uh kind of awkwardly ranting about things for uh, 45 minutes and go to the robot sex episode and definitely give that one a listen and it'll it'll like you'll be able to tell it's an earlier on episode because mark and i are still getting used to putting this together but yeah. i think again like like everyone else you'll be pleasantly surprised over the content of that episode and it's not just sci-fi smut like there's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which yeah, maybe it, in season two we come back with sci-fi smut as an episode title and we see what we get, see what we bring in. I mean, speaking of sci-fi smut, or if you want to call it sci-fi, one of the episodes that I ended up enjoying a lot more than I thought I would was when we looked at Stallone's Dread, Judge Dread. <laughs> yeah, I feel like watching like when we when we talked about um, Judge Dread. And we both, I remember we both like rewatched the movie to kind of like, you know, we haven't watched it in years. It's, it's a running joke in both the movie industry and the comic book industry. And basically every conversation that's a part of, like you make fun of the, the fact that Judge Dredd was just a silly piece of shit. And the more we thought about it, they're like, you're like, is this a good movie? I think this is a good movie. The longer I watched it, the more I thought, why was I making fun of this movie so bad for yeah. so long? And I guess it's, it's probably in fact that it just Sylvester Stallone was attached to it. And you get that Stallone-ness that he has in every movie, certainly. Um, he won't keep his helmet on. No. Uh, he definitely like has to have some sort of romantic interest because all the action movies need that sort of thing. But everything else around that typical Stallone movie stuff is good. And say, they don't even highlight the Stallone stuff that much. You realize that you should be making fun of all the other Stallone movies. Not, yeah. not so much just Dread. I mean, no, go make fun of Rambo. Dread. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Stop or my mom will shoot. I mean, anything other than mm -hmm. Judge Dread. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was like mm -hmm. such a pleasant surprise to see. <laughs> uh, you know, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, looking at the numbers and all that. Um, you know, we, we've hit some milestones along mm -hmm. the way. Um, none of which I'll mention here because I mean, numbers don't really matter to to a whole lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we we've managed to to get some pretty good traction for a show that didn't exist in March. Yep. Um, but as far as tying numbers together to specific things that we've covered, uh, I am still kind of amazed by the response to our our Trey Parker and Matt Stone series. Yeah. Like that we, just kept getting traction. Well, when we made that series, we knew we wanted to split it up into TV, well, South Park and non-South Park, basically. Mm -hmm. And this was uh, also only like the second episode, I think, that Chelsea was a part of too. Yeah. So like, so we were still kind of figuring out our dynamic. Um, for original content that we've made for this show those are still that's like still the most popular stuff we've done outside of interviews mm -hmm. and um 
and I'm blown away by that because it it's it's validation that we were fans of things for the same reasons that other people were. Yeah. And and I think that's kind of uh I'm I'm not going to get emotional, but I thought I was for a moment. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But that's that's kind of the validation of what we've been doing on this show is that you keep finding mm-hmm. out that that like you like something, and other people did too, mm-hmm. and and uh, that appreciation isn't always stated. It's it's you have to get it out of people, yeah. you know. Um, and mm-hmm. and and those episodes, man, they just uh, they just kind of showed that yeah, there's obviously there's fans of South Park, mm-hmm. but it's the it's their movies that that's the most popular part of that series. Is yeah. The, over the South park, but is their movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their film history. It was, uh, is what people have been coming back for. And, and, and that episode, that series has endured for the whole mm-hmm. season one. So yeah. Yeah. Um, thinking, uh, looking back on some of the favorites to do like favorite episodes. Um, Outside of our guests, because I have to say, like, hands down, being able to talk to people was was phenomenal. And I'll, we can talk about guests a little bit more in a bit um, if we want to re- we'll circle back to it. But um, being able to do the fan choice episode on Gundam was probably one of my favorite just single episodes to put together. And being able to take my love of that franchise and pour it into an episode because someone else wanted to hear about it um, out of kind of like curiosity just because i think the uh the message was that's kind of a hole in their nerddom and they wanted to know more about it and i got to basically fill that void in in their nerddom with uh everything i could pack into it as, as much as i could and you know it got it got a full episode i got a side stitch i got I think that was the first blog uh, I got to write for for the podcast was was on Gundam, and yeah, I just loved doing everything for that week on Gundam so so much. Yeah, yeah, you know it's actually uh, <laughs> I know I wasn't going to talk about numbers. Um, <laughs> that, so okay, a couple things about that Gundam series. <laughs> So Chris, who connected us to Josh Sawyer, mm-hmm. he didn't even know about our Twitter page. So he finds his way to the Twitter page. Mm-hmm. We're running this contest on, hey, like this post, you know, retweet it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that'll enter you into the contest. Whoever wins this is a digital giveaway thing. You can pick an episode that we produce and, and make on your behalf. Yep. <laughs> and... I, I used a random number generator. I I took all the people that were, you know, in the entries for that. I think there was like, mm-hmm. like, like 50 or 60 people thrown into a random number generator. Somehow, our friend Chris is the winner. Yeah. He ends up being the random number. Mm-hmm. So I, I go to the profile. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the, the photo. I'm like going, huh. that, that looks like someone I know. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough it was chris <laughs> and, and uh and the funniest part about it was when i said hey you know you don't have to give us an answer right away just mm-hmm. just think it over this is already yeah. weird that you won mm-hmm. but then he comes back to me he goes if i had a blind spot in my nerd dumb 
it's Gundam. Gundam. And I'm like, you're, you're shitting me, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like, please tell me that you don't have, like, an NSA friend who's, like, you know, dedicated to, to fuck with. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, I've, I've always wanted to get into Gundam. And I'm like, yeah, seriously? <laughs> so, so not only does he have that blind spot, mm-hmm. it turns out a lot of other people did, too. Um, there was comments that we got on Facebook, YouTube, mm-hmm. Twitter, even Instagram. People are like, I've heard of Gundam, never watched it. I have no idea what it's about. Mm-hmm. And our series kind of helped bridge the gap. So people people found their way yeah. to Gundam because of us. And uh, as into your point of the numbers, um, the Gundam episodes are actually in like the top uh, like 25, 30% of shows we've done. Yeah. yeah All so, right. So, so there's, there's a lot of people that have been making their way to those. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think it speaks to how we kind of went down uh, an anime track for a little bit there. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we got into that. We talked to, Oh my God, such a, I was kind of beside myself with mm-hmm. Kylie Bear the entire time. Oh yeah, how couldn't you be? <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. Kylie Bear kind of helped us navigate into that a bit because he's like the king of of you know Japanese voiceover mm-hmm. uh, coming to the U.S. And talking to him kind of opened that gateway for me to kind of go back into anime and start looking at stuff that I'd never watched or hadn't watched in a long time. And mm-hmm. and I and then and so yeah, then we started having more episodes in that vein uh we even kind of got into castlevania for a bit there you know yep. modern modern anime of course mm-hmm. and uh and so we kind of found a, a niche within our own niche you know that was there yeah and it, it's, it's just i never saw that coming mm-hmm. and yeah because again like uh, someone who always who comments on his asian is not a big anime lover and not, not a big anime person and mm. and I can understand why anime is is vast. Many of it is outside of America's cultural understanding, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just different. different. Yeah, it it's is. just different. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it. I mean, uh, even it's it's the same thing between like a uh, like North American RPGs versus Asian RPGs. They're mm-hmm. totally different types of games. Um, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's also it's the same reason why like we have to adapt a British TV show to an American one. We can't just show the British TV show here because <laughs> you know it's not all going to land. I'm pretty yeah. sure that uh, a lot of people who absolutely loved The Office will think the original British version is unwatchable. And you're you're true. To, you're you're right to an extent. I know there's some people that that it's just mm-hmm. it's just too dry. It's yeah. way too dry for them. Mm-hmm. And you know that's understandable. I can I can get some of that. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like we have to mm-hmm. thank Kylie Bear because that was for. <laughs> sorry, Joe. I got to tell the story. <laughs> that episode uh, started off uh, in, quite in, rocky. It, it was. Uh, <laughs> we we felt the most like amateurs that I think we've ever felt like, and um, Joe had a licensing issue with mm-hmm. with Google Meets just before the meeting and he, and and he was like going it's gonna be fine I, I think it should still work the meeting is still there and mm-hmm. and we just went with it or i should say i made a contingency plan but we <laughs> but we went so anyway like <laughs> kylie Pierre jumps on 
and Google Meets won't let you record. No, the button's just gone. It's missing. Just the record <laughs> just, button's gone. Yep. So we're sitting there with Kyle, and I'm like, you know, I'm just kind of talking through things. Uh, and at that point in time, we thought it was just an issue with the licensing. Mm-hmm. We had no idea what the problem was. So like, I was, I was doing the stretch motion with Kyle, and we were having a good conversation. Mm-hmm. But like, but at, at that point in time, I was like, what's happening? You know, we got Kyle on the line. He's being gracious as hell. He's like being mm-hmm. the best, the best guest ever. Yep. And then finally, I was like, Joe. I already bought a license. Let's just do this. Yep. Let's just roll with it. <laughs> and it ended up being a great episode, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but that, I just remember that, like, I was like sweating through my chair, like going, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> like this can't happen right now. Mm-hmm. And, no. and and he's, he's a rock star. Kyle oh, is yeah. such an amazing guest. And uh, a true story. I actually still check out his, uh, his live streams like once a week. Oh, his, nice. Uh, yeah. Games. Yeah. I mean, I, I still listen to uh, the Intergalactic Boombox every week because yeah. it's fucking fun. Like, it's, again, it's I listen to it on my way to work, and I get um, the whole thing on my on my drive into work. At fifteen minutes of my day, right off the bat, is spent with Kylie Bear uh, once a week, and yeah. it's fun. It's a great yeah. time. Mm-hmm. That's a great show. It takes him a long time to make, but he yeah. he's turning it out, and and they're really fun. Mm-hmm. Fifteen minute, like you know, nerdy news briefs for your week. So yeah. Um, just because I feel like we need to, uh, definitely, you know, thank some folks. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously the, the, the conversation with Blue Temple was, was incredible for me. Um, another person that I've been like a, a lifelong fan of because mm-hmm. of all the diverse things he's been a part of. And, um, I actually, I actually even got to speak with him because, I talked to a guy who was friends with him through a walking dead trading card group on Facebook and, and he connected me to Lou and I've always uh, to connect to someone. So, <laughs> so unorthodox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was having a really, really bad stretch at work when I had that call. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that when things weren't going well at work, uh, both you and Chelsea were having issues outside of the show at the same mm-hmm. time and had to bow out. Um, Lou had a very tumultuous schedule at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And so we kept the, we kept the, the call with them and um, went into it solo. And I was like, like, I, I don't, I don't want to reschedule him because I don't no. know if we're going to get him back. Yeah. And, and had that call with him and, uh, I, I was I was not going into that call expecting to like almost talk to a life coach, you know. Like I mean that that's what it sounded like editing the episode <laughs> is that this guy just had so much life experience that he shared uh, to to you and our listeners that it felt like you're at home for the holidays and you're listening to like your grandfather or like father or your very interesting uncle just talk about like them traveling talk about them growing up talking about them and everything they've done in their life and it was just so warm and intriguing that entire time yeah i i seriously i don't i don't even feel like i talked much during that episode but mm-hmm. i just basically cranked up a question and watched him yeah. watched him go mm-hmm. um 
and uh to that point i mean it was um it was exactly what i needed i'll be honest with you <laughs> mm -hmm. like i i got off that call and i'm like lou temple just gave me his philosophy on how to celebrate death and how to be thankful for waking up every day and i'm like i dreaded waking up every day for almost two weeks and it's, like, it's just <laughs> totally wasn't expecting it mm -hmm. um and and speaking of not expecting things send a message to greg sestero on facebook yep early er, early, <laughs> early in the season mm -hmm. never expecting it to go anywhere no and what would happen but greg sestero sending me a message like it's like it's like 9 30 at night mm -hmm. uh i'm in bed i'm like ready to go to bed like melon melatonin induced coma <laughs> and, and suddenly and, oh hi mark and here's greg <laughs> sestero saying hey message this lady at this email she'll coordinate everything and like is this real Ooh. like what is this right now mm -hmm. and we had to play a game of cat and mouse for you know roughly about two and a half months mm -hmm. three months better part of that yeah but it worked out it was it actually did. greg it was actually greg sistero <laughs> <laughs> and not not a weird tommy was so like set up somewhere no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and once again the the room is another one of those properties inside mm -hmm. of our catalog that that people have flocked to yeah they've really they've really enjoyed it it has just become this cultural phenomenon of someone being able to one absolutely pour their heart into something and it being your first experience trying to do something like this and it clearly just like falling flat on its face and fucking a does he turn that frown upside down and make it into something he sure does mm -hmm. he sure does. and every, almost everybody involved did too over time yeah. greg sestero is a a testament to the fact that um he's thankful for for everything that's happened to him mm -hmm. he's he's one of the most humble people i think i've ever had the chance to to connect with you know from um from an entertainment perspective obviously lou temple is extremely humble and a mm -hmm. great dude but like but greg he really took the ball and ran with it and he found out that he could be really passionate about stuff in in entertainment despite the room and how much of a you know crazy thing it was yeah and and he's ended up becoming a, a an amazing writer and now he's he's directing his own movies i mean i just want to give that dude a hat tip for mm -hmm. for everything he's accomplished because um just a great great guest i mean God, he he told us he only had so much time, and then because his internet died at the hotel, because we, <laughs> we, we had to edit this out, we we, yep. we lost like fifteen minutes because the internet was down. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, look, I know I told you guys only a half hour, but you, I, you wouldn't even have enough for a show." So he yeah. gave us he gave us like an hour of his time, and I just can't thank him enough mm -hmm. for that. And and the same goes for Dalip Rao. Yeah. Like, fucking hell was that fun and that's another one where i feel like it was since again like i didn't get to to be there for lou temple like you could give delip rao 
three words and he could just run with life experiences and thoughts and ideas on those three words for the next like 20 minutes. Like he just has so much going on with his life and his intelligence. And it was just, I feel like it was the easiest podcast to do because we could give him like a, like one like prompt and he would just, I got it. Let's roll with it. And hearing again, like, I am so incredibly thankful that he holds like not only the opinions that he does, but also like acts on them. Like the idea that he wants to get rid of this like glossy veneer and velvet rope between the film industry and the people who, you know, consume the films that are made by making it so that, yeah, I've been in these major motion pictures and I'm going to come on to this podcast with these guys who had just started getting it off the ground. And that's incredible to me that he was like, again, willing to do that when he could have just as easily ignored it, let alone even said no to it. So just like so incredibly thankful that Dilip Rao um, not only was able to come on, but again, like how easy wouldn't have been for someone to come on and basically just write it off as like, okay, you've guys got, you've got 20 minutes. You don't get to talk about these things. And we're, and then when it's done, it's done. I have to move on. And I feel like if he had more time in his day, he would have given it to us with the way he was talking. Yeah. And and that's why I think in our, our marketing for that episode, Mm -hmm. like we were very specific in calling him a thought leader because he he was on so many different things like mm-hmm. you're going to listen to that episode and like you're going to get stories about entertainment and movies mm-hmm. and cinema but you're you're also going to get just really good life advice you know yeah. for talking to your parents about mm-hmm. things and and experiencing you know uh how to make choices in your life but mm-hmm. but but owning up to those things and and uh yeah he was uh I, I'm I'm speechless right now because of how how refreshing it was to hear yeah. that from him and mm-hmm. and uh, and that that was an episode where sure we had some things that we were going to talk about but Dalip gave us plenty more yeah. to to think through and mm-hmm. so I I was really impressed with that yep and it was the first time we got to talk some good old sports ball on the podcast. <laughs> which was great to hear about his spat with the Denver Broncos <laughs> and how yeah. he is, he is very willing, very willing uh, and wanting to make amends with yeah. one John Elway. And yeah, John do the right thing. Damn it. <laughs> Jeez, just, just reach back just out to the leap. Let the stationary battle go and, and, and be friends with the or be at least people like to talk with the again. <laughs> Well, and for, for God's sake, let's not run the government like the Miami Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> heavens no. no. Yeah. Which, by the way, why the fuck are they winning right now? What are they? They can't even suck properly. What are they doing? <laughs> They're going to finish eight and eight again. We'll get nothing in the draft. Obviously, I'm not going anywhere. Like, oh, hey, look, we've got a wild card run. No one gives a shit. Either win or lose so bad we can get good players. Do something. <laughs> How you know what, man? Um, there there are a couple more notes that I had here before we kind of uh, conclude, but mm-hmm. um, 
I got to say the meeting, getting to reconnect with Ben Heck, that that was, he, I haven't laughed that hard in forever. Uh, you know, Ben Heck is a, an established YouTuber. He's had his own uh, technology shows about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, making portable consoles and video game consoles. And he was incredibly fun to, to interact with and, it just we were the three of us were cackling the entire yeah. entire time, mm-hmm. um, and so I I, I didn't want to overlook him by any means. But that was a really really yeah. fun episode, um, and outside of him, um, I wanted to also give a, a shout out to Kevin the critic, yep, uh, and to Seamus Byrne of, of Byteside mm-hmm. who helped us with Ready Player One uh, the two weeks that we did with that. And we we did mistakenly say it as Mr. Biteside, but in our defense, that would be an incredible name, Seamus. And if no one has it yet, please take it. I think you, you I, I think you said Mr. Biteside. I did. I'm pretty sure I just said Biteside. Yep. I added it there instinctively because of, you know, the killers are fantastic. And but, but Joe, mm-hmm. I think on his LinkedIn it does say Mr. Biteside. Ah, that's why. Okay. Because Seamus Byrne Seamus Byrne mm-hmm. is Mr. Biteside. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, th- those were really fun, fun conversations. Um, mm-hmm. Like you know, Kevin uh, did a really good job, kind of balancing Ready Player One's literary mm-hmm. side and yeah. the movie, and we kind of played off of that and and worked really well together to to mm-hmm. explain the the nuance um, and getting to tap into Seamus's you know approach to technology and yeah, getting get mm-hmm. to in the lean on literally guys gizmodo and cnet head editor i mean it was a privilege it's big it was, yeah yeah mm-hmm. to, to tap into that and and, and he was he, he was calling us from australia of course he lives in mm-hmm. australia so it was uh it was what like like 9 a.m there and yep. you know <laughs> and again the shock of uh us recording this with video and then uh seamus just being upside down the whole time yeah, totally. It took a bit to get over it, but we got there. Yeah, yeah. Google just knows when you're in the other side of the world and mm-hmm. flips that upside down. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. and again, cannot be more thankful for all of our guests, uh, like Dia Jamendran, who was the first of our uh, creator spotlight, talking yes. to her about her process, how she got into art, how how she got into artwork. And how, you know, she's basically starting her career in the, in the midst of the global pandemic was incredible. And, of course, our series wrap-up uh, wrap with uh, Vince Sonico. Yeah. And hearing from him and his enthusiasm for his work and how he just absolutely loves drawing. That's why he's been doing it for years. And, uh, again, looking forward to Loathe and that coming out. And it- how much real the thought he's putting into that character. He could easily be one of the most popular artists that I have seen who mm-hmm. can draw for comics, but doesn't have any comics he's been a part of. Yeah. And, and he's just been such a great artist, a sketch mm-hmm. artist and a, and a comic book artist, like drawing characters. And to see him have the following that he does, mm-hmm. uh, I'm so happy and so proud of him because I, I remember seeing... I, I've I've watched his evolution through the last twelve years. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, and and obviously Dia was an amazing guest too. And mm-hmm. seeing her her work, obviously your her works on your wall. You've got it yeah. on your. On I've your got wall. two of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. 
Um, and you know, last but not least, um, th this one felt a bit personal for me. Um, would have been another one of our quote unquote globetrotter episodes mm -hmm. when we were joined by, uh, uh, the switch the envelope yeah. podcast, Jeff and Corey came on mm -hmm. over and, uh, a nerdtastic voyage was one of those shows where, um, I, I remember talking to Jeff and Corey fairly early on in our, our show's history. Mm -hmm. And I was always trying to formulate an idea like going, you guys talk movies all day. Do you really want to talk movies with us too? Or do yeah. you want to do something different? Mm -hmm. And they're like, I think we'd rather talk about, we, we'd like for you guys to host. You guys will come mm -hmm. to your show. And yeah, whatever you guys want to talk about, we're game. And so I, I, um, I wrote a blog post about the nerd tide and how the tide kind of shifted. And I, I gave some specific points in, in history when that happened. Mm -hmm. And as I was writing this out, I'm going, there's so much left here to explore. Yeah. And that's when we decided to do that with them. And, mm -hmm. and God, another, another episode where I think we were laughing for, you know, <laughs> two hours straight. Mm -hmm. Cause again, yeah, like again, like the, uh, the way we could just converse and play off uh, everyone in the virtual room was just incredible. An amazing conversation. Uh, <laughs> so I am, I'm looking forward to interacting with um, Switch the Envelope again. Really looking forward again. Everyone that it, we could, if we could go on their pods or have them back, very happy to do it. And I'm also going to say that one thing that has to happen in season two is we're going to have a cult horror movie episode where we Ooh. just we go to cult horror movies, and the intro is just going to be me and Chris Lott doing a power ballad duo of Power of the Night. That's how we're going to open it. It's going to sound amazingly bad, and that's all be ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, without giving anything away for, for season two, um, we're, we're obviously going to keep keep doing what we've been doing. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, we're, we're not going to give any, any, any details, but um, definitely, definitely going to have some fun. We're going to have yep. some good guests uh, joining us into season two. There is going to be a bit of a break though. We're going to be yep. taking off a much needed uh, two or three weeks, mm -hmm. recollect ourselves and yes, and uh, come back strong. But mm -hmm. um, also it, full nudity in season two, oh, um, geez, full betcha. nudity. And yeah. which is really a shame that we do not actually share the video recordings of these podcasts for you or a blessing. Really? You have no idea what we look like under here and you may want to keep that sort of mystery going in your life. Although we are part of Spotify's video program. So <laughs> oh. Ooh. we may we, get kicked off of that with the full nudity bit. You might, you might <laughs> see a little bit more than you thought. Um, I think it'd be too self-serving to, uh, to end with our keep on dissecting tagline mm -hmm. usually how we end episodes um is that a sully desk pop right now that was a sully desk pop last one of the season got it in there yeah fuck taglines it's, the sully desk pop is good enough for me mm -hmm. yep <laughs> thanks everyone and a uh, special thank you again to stephanie phillips for signing my comic book you're awesome <laughs> yeah and, and i guess i guess that's the that's probably the best way to end it is uh mm -hmm. thank you to everyone 
who's listened to us and to who supported us up to this point. I know we can't name everybody, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, Sully is, is, is just as thankful everyone. He is. Um, <laughs> That's what that wine was. It was a thank you. Thank you for listening to these two and especially me for I am Corgi. <laughs> oh man looking forward to it man and once again joe thanks for thanks for being a part of this this ridiculous journey as hey, we thank, continue thanks for steering this car man <laughs> <laughs>